Welcome to Expounded Universe, Season 3, Episode 13, Hot and Wet Tatooine Summer, with your hosts, Jeff and John, The Book, Tales from the Mos Eisley Cantina, as edited by Kevin J. Anderson, The Year... 1995. Let's go. The bit in the band looked like if the testicle had a butthole on it. Don't fucking try and explain a skater boy to me, okay? The young kids don't care for your jizz. They just want to hang around in their rooms and you're goth. Oh, ball sacks, <laughs> he says. John, did you know that Johnny Depp's favorite sandwich is tuna fish and loose corn? Man, that is absolutely disgusting to me. Like... That's know, that's right? the point Tuna. where I'm like, nope, we're done with you forever now. There's no apologizing for this. That's the last nail in the coffin, sir. Yeah, it was like, man, you are you're not even on thin ice. You're you're already drowning in freezing water, but now I'm just gonna push your head down. First it was that you were empowering Tim Burton to keep making horrible, horrible decisions. Then, you know, you you beat your wife. And but now this Tuna now, and corn? Tuna and corn? <laughs> While I'm talking <laughs> Uh, nope nope i think system mastery has officially come out as anti johnny depp yep no depths i was about to say anti johnny trump because that's just the way life is now (laughs) anti johnny trumpo (laughs) i don't know trumpo got his gun okay so trumpo can do stupid things (laughs) oh trumpo little winged potatoes food eating the theater (laughs) so good hi john hey how are you i'm all right don't know what he worry about you. <laughs> Indeed. Yes. Quite so. Song references. <laughs> so, uh, we read chapter 13, the penultimate chapter of uh, Tales from the Mos Eisley Cantina, and we're here to tell you all about it. Man, they are really just winding down here at the end. <laughs> yeah, they saved the best for last, for boy, second to last. Boy, howdy. Like, up until this point, everything had been very connected. Mm-hmm. You had a lot of, like, uh, action going between, like, oh, this is connected to that, and this is doing this, and everything's really interesting and going on. And then we get to the fucking map maker's tale. At and least like, they did Ugh. mention him in one other chapter. I think he's been mentioned two or three times as well, just the moisture farmer that was in the in the cantina. There is at least one chapter that was like, oh, that's that guy. Yeah, well, Wimatika, the Jawa chief, mentioned him in the Jawa chapter, where he was like, you remind me of one human I know who likes to draw maps. Oh, what a foolish man he is. Although I gotta say, the timeline on Wimatika between the Jawa story and this story is fucked. Well, let's just say, I I think that Jawa story in the book is the chapter fucker. Like, it's the one that keeps ruining the timeline and doesn't make any sense. Because remember how we tracked the poor history of, of the assassin droid e522 and how oh yeah everything had- <laughs> kevin j anderson touched in that chapter just fucked everything it, else it, yeah this this is the latest chapter where he just sort of muscles in there with his jawa timeline and just fucks things up for everybody and it's especially egregious in this chapter because this chapter is written with a day counter it's like every sub chapter in it has a little day 50 yeah a you greeting can't, and you can't an just be like oh yeah this was i don't know 30 days ago so now it doesn't uh, happen at the same time you're like oh no i can track when this happens yeah no you, this is this is some shenanigans so uh this is the tale of one eric johnson uh who is a moisture farmer i'm sorry i think you mean arik johnson yeah yeah definitely i definitely meant that the martian fucking manhunter's shitty brother-in-law arik johnson Ar- 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 johnson 
who uh, can def- is definitely from Mars. No, his name's A R I Q, and then Johnson instead of Johnson. Yes, man, all the fucking moisture farmer names for Tatooine that this guy put down were all very Nordic. Not just Nordic, but like insular. Like there was there was also a regular Johnson and some Jensens. Yeah, well, it's all just like, what are you? I am Avrak Sloan Jens. And you're like, okay, I'm Tildar Johnson. And I'm like, what? What has uh, happened? Are you trying to say that Vikings settled Tatooine? I am Seeger Seeger's daughter. <laughs> <laughs> Shoot, that's going to be a problem. That's that's a little too Nordic. T- too Nordic. <laughs> I am half Thor Odin Slepnir. I'm half Thor, half Loki. <laughs> You read my fic. <laughs> it's Thor on the right side and Loki on the left side. He's just split down the middle. You see, one day I was walking through the woods and I encountered half of a Loki. And I, I love half of Loki. And Loki knows I love half of Loki. So when I picked up the half of Loki to admire it, he turned into the other half of me to attack me. <laughs> yeah. That was my fic. That's your fic. What'd you think? It's good. See, I was going more for a composite Batman reference. <laughs> I think that's also perfectly acceptable. Yeah. Could it be the composite Batman Superman where it's also like a robot? Or do we need to do the one where it's just half Batman, half Superman, and he has Wonder Woman's voice? <laughs> I think the robot is fine. Okay, that's good then. It's a half Thor, half Loki robot. I would totally watch that robot. I would totally fuck that robot. <laughs> <laughs> I'd climb up in that robot's guts. <laughs> so our what are we gonna we used to call him Eric. Yeah, that's I, fine. I don't. I don't need to say Arik every single time I, I talk about this. A R I Q Johnson. It's just yeah. it's, his name's just Eric Johnson. I mean, it's it's hard to not pronounce it that way. It's true. Like as I was reading it, I would stop myself and then reread it with a dumb like, yeah, with a Star Warsian pronunciation. You know, oh, sorry, Arik. I'm sorry. Oops, my bad. So so Eric Johnson is a moisture farmer, but he's not just any moisture farmer. For you see, he is the crazy moisture farmer, the one who's willing to work so far away from ta- from precisely. He's he's working so far away from Tatooine. He, he's farming on a different planet. <laughs> he's in space. There's no moisture in space, you dumb, stupid idiot. Sure there are. I know, there's all kinds of water crystals and stuff up there. He's a genius. (laughs) Everyone thought him mad. (laughs) Until he reeled in a comet and brought that back, and he was like, dumbasses, I have more water than Tatooine does now. (laughs) I always wondered why this hasn't happened in Tatooine. Yeah. Like, why hasn't someone just been like, hey guys, you know there's an entire planet that's just water? I I brought some of that. (laughs) You're selling off, like a liter of water for ridiculous prices on this planet. You'd think I could get a barge full of water yeah. and just make a fortune. You wonder why Han is bothering with working jobs for Jabba when he could just load up all of his smuggling bays with leftover Hoth <laughs> and just bring that. Like, here, look, frozen water. There's so much of it on Hoth, you guys. You guys, it's crazy. You go down there, you just chip off a side of a mountain somewhere, mm-hmm. bring it back. You gotta run it through a sieve to get all the wampas. <laughs> All those wampas just, in there. Normally, they're just dog paddling as it melts. Just <laughs> looking for arms to eat. <laughs> but uh, but once you get this stuff here, it's just nice pure water. Some wampas, but nice pure water. I mean, that or you go to the fucking fish planet. You go to where the... Uh, uh, Moncal. You go to but, Moncal. But that's salt water. I mean, you still have to deal with that that whole aspect. I'm sure there's plenty of desalination ability. In- I don't know why I'm saying it's salt water. What, how do I know? Yeah, you don't know anything. <laughs> it's I assume it's salt water because it's an ocean, but there's that, that's not a confirmed thing. Yeah, it could be an entire freshwater planet. It could be. I mean, I don't think there was salt water on Naboo. I think they were going through freshwater lakes in that. Yeah. When they were being traced by colo clawfish and, and sando aqua monsters. Exactly. What I'm saying is, 
everyone on Tatooine is a big idiot that's a moisture farmer because you should really just be bringing in water. By the way, Colo Clawfish gets a call out in Solo. <laughs> he, uh, they get offered a piece of Colo Clawfish as like a delicacy in, in, a, in a gangster's like pleasure barge. In a, in a gangster's paradise. Yeah. <laughs> that's where he's been spending most of his life. Eating Colo Clawfish in a paradise. Yeah. 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 He ate Sandor Aqua Monster once or twice. <laughs> Uh, so okay. Eric Johnson lives way out on the boonies, even for a regular Tatooine moisture farmer. Yeah, everyone's like, you're crazy, because now you're going to be so far away from civilization that if something goes wrong, no one can help you. Yeah, now the, the chapter opens with him f- going out to the farthest evaporator of all of his evaporators, and unfortunately, there's sand people there, the Tuscans. And, he, and they're poking at it. Yeah, they're trying poking to figure out how to get in there. Yeah, because their hunger is poking at them, poking at them. Yeah, and they're like, give me that water. We're here with the hottest 80s Paula Poundstone references. <laughs> uh, and so they're like, hey, hey, give me that water. I know there's water in there. For some reason, I know this. I don't know why I know this, they but can, I know it. They can smell water, apparently. They have the power to smell water right through barriers and stuff. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, so does Eric. That's true. He is he has superpowers of water smelling that you get from being a moisture farmer. Yeah, he's got that water stink on him. So in order to avoid any kind of violence, he basically just opens up the machine, puts the water on the ground. He's like, all right, I'm going to take this like water sack. He's got a half liter of water there that he desperately needs to keep his farm above, wa- above water, I guess. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's barely treading sand as it is. So, But he gives it to them so that they won't destroy his evaporator. Yeah, it's like... Take the bag out, cut a, little, cut a little hole in the bag so they can smell the water, and then he, like, leaves and watches them, and they, when they pick up the bag, they're like, yo, thanks, buddy, by raising a fist at him. Mm-hmm. And then they walk off into the desert with their water. They're like, good job, bro, you gave us a water. Yeah, and that's the end of that. Uh, we then cut to uh, a few days later, as Johnson is... Uh, buying a couple of extra evaporators so he can set them up out in the deep dunes. Uh, he's asked for a loan or a time to pay back the evaporators, and uh, his friend has given him a, a, a extended loan period of 10,000 days. 10,000 days to pay off this loan of two evaporators. Yeah. That's 27 years. I feel like you're conflating two things in this story. Am I? What am I conflating? Because there's his initial buy of all of his evaporators for his farm. Oh, that's right. That was the one that was for tw- for 10,000 days. Yeah. But just to be clear, that is still a 27-year no-payment loan. Yeah. That's pretty good. I mean, all things considered, the tattooing market must be terrible. Oh, yeah. That's the kind of loan they're offering up. I mean, but still, at that point, you're just like, hey, I'm just giving you these evaporators. You can go do whatever with them. I can't imagine evaporators are particularly expensive. No, I mean they're pretty much just machines that that pull water out of the the air and co- and collect it. They're just moisture. They're dew collectors. Yeah, uh, but he has figured out by looking at maps because you see Eric Johnson loves maps. He's got a real big heart on for maps. Uh, he has been looking at maps of the Dune Sea and he has figured out that there's a couple points in the canyons way out in the driest parts of Tatooine where moisture still flows through the air. Yeah, so that's. Why he has his farm where it is. Because mm-hmm. uh, everyone else was like, oh, you're crazy to try and build a farm out that far. But, oh, one night, you know, years ago, he slept in a canyon and he woke up and, boy, he was moist when he woke up. <laughs> his hair was moist. His clothes were moist. Everything was moist and flaky and, and buttery. And what wasn't moist was damp. <laughs> and what wasn't damp was clammy. 
And what wasn't clammy was clams. Yeah, he woke up covered in clams, and he was like, there's clam water in these dunes. Oh, my God. The mythical clam water. <laughs> Hot just, clam water. If I could just find a river of tomato juice, I'll make a fortune. <laughs> ah, it's water, but with a smack of clam. <laughs> it's bad enough. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, he's going to start the Tatooine Clamato Empire. <laughs> That's what he's all about. <laughs> That's what Eric Johnson, our hero, is all about. Clamato. <laughs> Anyway, he figures out where a couple of extra evaporators could go, and he does. He, he, while he isn't the same loan, I had some things conflated in my head about when he bought which evaporators. Excuse me, I'm sorry, I messed that up. Oh yeah, um, he he does borrow two more or purchase two more evaporators from his good friend, like Silvig or Ivid. Ivid, thank you, uh, Ivid. Ivid, who when he goes to meet him and, and exchange the evaporators for whatever, realizes that he didn't know Ivid has met a woman. Yeah, he's got himself a nice Alderanian lady. Ooh, a pretty wife from Alderan, no less. And her name's like Amelia or something. <laughs> yep. And uh, she she is uh, on the side of our good moisture farmer. Yeah, she's his friend. Because Jeff has skipped ahead way far into the story. Have I? I'm sorry. Please, please, why don't you take this one away from me then? Yeah, you, you just, you have no idea what's going on anymore. The whole thing is... I read the book. Oh, I did it. I did it. I did the reading. I did. I didn't just look at the Cliff's Notes. It's like there'd be Cliff's Notes for this. I want to go to the Spark Notes for Tales from the Moss Eisley Cantina. Chapter 14 of Tales from the Moss Eisley Cantina for dummies. <laughs> uh, What's the theme you can take away from this chapter? Maps are good. The Empire is bad. Uh, yeah, I mean, that was his big thing, is uh, before he goes and talks to anyone, he has... To sit down and look at his maps. Because mm-hmm. his whole deal is, he had originally, when he went to go start his farm, he was like, hey, the Empire, can I map out the terrain out here? Like, you don't have official maps for anyone's territory, and there's, you know, Jawas and Sand People and all this nonsense out here. Can I, like... There's great pits of Carcoon everywhere. Can I put, like a line on a map and say hey this is where a dude belongs and they're like no you don't, go fuck yourself don't you dare how how dare you think that a map would be good no sir no maps it kind of turns the villain the empire here into kind of like a mythic villain it's very it's, weird it's much more like they're a storybook villain than anything else because normally the empire doesn't like hate maps that's not their thing no it's it, you're right it is very much like Oh, and the king's secret hatred was for maps, mm-hmm. and the map maker had to call upon Rumpelstiltskin. And you're like, okay, good. <laughs> and he spun the maps into gold. <laughs> and then he was like, no, I wanted maps. Why did you turn it into gold? Guess my name. Your name is Rumpelstiltskin. That's why I called you. I called you Rumpelstiltskin. <laughs> I got you on the horn. You're in the yellow pages. Did you know I'm the villain of the third Shrek movie? <laughs> Do you know I'm basically the villain most of the time in Once Upon a Time? <laughs> Sometimes I'm a good guy. Not for long, though. <laughs> Poor Rumpelstiltskin. He doesn't get a good rap in a lot of those. I guess probably because he's a bad guy. Probably because in his main story, he's a baby stealer. <laughs> <laughs> he's a baby? I thought he just would like hung out in a house and wouldn't leave until he got his name right. No. The whole thing was, he was like, okay, I'll spin your straw into gold because mm-hmm. you're being held captive by the king or whatever. Sure, sure. And this will keep your dumb ass alive. Uh-huh. Uh, but in order to do this, 
I will require your firstborn child. And of course, oh. she was like, well, I don't have a kid and I'm not planning on having a kid, so that sounds fine. Yeah. But then she falls in love and has a baby and Rumpelstiltskin's like, give me that fucking baby. And then she's like, I will. Uh, how about this? How if about I- you give me 10 days? And he's like, sure, you figure out my dumbass name in 10 days and I won't take your baby. Yeah, here's a hint. My last name is Stiltskin. My first name is Rumpel. But you go ahead and try and figure out the rest. You figure out the middle name. It's David. Shit. Rumpel David Stiltskin. <laughs> it's your cousin? <laughs> Rumpel? Rumpel Stiltskin? <laughs> you know that baby you've been looking for? I feel like we've kind of gone off the rails with this review. We've we've done too many references in a row at this point. <laughs> I don't know what we're talking about anymore. Okay, so he wanted to make maps, and the Empire was like, no, no, no maps. We, we don't maps. have official maps, and we don't like people making maps. We hate maps and teeth. <laughs> That's right. We hate maps and teeth, the official <laughs> motto of the Empire. <laughs> so he decides to do it in secret. So he has a little hollow projector he can use to draw to talk to a computer to draw maps. He has more security on his map program than most people have for anything. I know. He's got it in a he's got it in a folder labeled not maps on his desktop. <laughs> it's just it's tax stuff. It's a twelve gigabyte folder called homework. <laughs> oh, what's this one? It says not porn tax stuff? <laughs> yeah, that seems legitimate. <laughs> I'm sure that's just maps. <laughs> it's probably it's probably the yeah 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 song maps. It's and pr- that's why it's so much of it in there. Oh yeah, I got twelve gigabytes of different versions of maps. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, he is out there secretly making maps, but he's got a thing where it's like, okay, it doesn't show up if anyone looks at his files. Mm-hmm. It only will display if it hears his voice ask in a specific way to look at the maps, mm-hmm. and even then, it then also needs a retinal scan. Yep, yep. It's very He's very particular about whether or not people can find his maps. He is real concerned that the Empire, for some reason, wants his maps. Like, he is ultra paranoid about these maps. I mean, based on this book, the, the Empire, when they show up on Tatooine, just sort of, for no good reason, tries to start a war between the Jawas and the Sand People, and, I mean, they're just here to pick up, like, some, some leftover rebels. They have no other good reason to be on Tatooine, and they're like, well, while we're here, why don't we cause a war and kill all these moisture farmers? It's weird that half of the writers seem to have the opinion of, yeah, the Empire didn't really give a fuck about Tatooine, and they just sort of showed up there because that's where the escape pod landed, mm-hmm. and otherwise they don't give a shit, which is why you have Moss Eisley, because the Empire isn't there. Yeah. The other half are like, oh no, this is an Empire planet, the Imperials are there, they're always there, and they're trying to fuck up people's business. And they're here to take over, except that doesn't make any sense, because half the stories have people being surprised to see Star Destroyers in, sp- in space around the planet. Well, you're always kind of surprised to see a Star Destroyer. I guess. I mean, if you I mean, see like some stormtroopers on the ground, you're like, yeah, okay. I can see that. I mean, for the most part, the problem with the Empire is that in the movies, they show up on Star Destroyers for everything. It's true. Like, because, the first thing you ever see of the Empire is a Star Destroyer. Yeah, well, that's that's because we're following a main like, important plot line that Star Destroyers should be at. Yeah, you never see the other, the, the small Empire storyline where it's like, ah, should we send a Star Destroyer here? Ah, nah, those things are expensive. Well, yeah, I mean, it's not like, hey, let's send a carrier group to go, like, say hi to Guam. You're like, no, we don't need to do that. I mean, yeah, but I guess that's just because we never see that that storyline. Yeah. It's never like the Empire's like, ah, let's just visit Karita with, you know, some small ships for fun. 
Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you should. You should have just shuttles showing up places. I guess Rogue One does that. I mean, when when uh, what's his Krennic is traveling around, he pretty much does it by shuttle with a couple of tie fighters. Yeah. Most I assume most people unless you are part of a war effort, you're probably not just chilling in a star destroyer somewhere. Yeah, but they sure make it seem like they're just Indis- they're just happily dispensable pieces of Empire technology. Oh, of course, we have dozens of these things. Who cares? They're just lying around. They're yeah. lousy with them. You can't throw a stick without hitting one. It's true. The gravity well around them pulls the <laughs> stick in. Uh, so, yeah. the uh, Eric is super into his maps. Mm-hmm. And he looks at where he's got stuff, and he's like, hmm, maybe I should actually put a line here for where Jawas are yeah. and where sand people are. Because yeah, there's a red dot on his map that says, here be Jawas. He's, yeah. it's, the, it's the Jawa Fortress, where he sometimes goes to barter with his good friend, Wimatika. Oh, Wimatika. Yeah, showing up again. So he's like, computer, draw a line up this one canyon right here, and then over this way, and then label that area. Jawa land or Jawa preserve at first. <laughs> Jawa preserve. Put that as Jawa preserves, and she's like, "That would actually be a Jawa jelly, sir." <laughs> okay, fine. fine. Put it as J- Jawa marmalade. <laughs> <laughs> How much pectin are you using, sir? Because here's the thing: the computer there's on this little, map, there's there's Jawa zest inside <laughs> of it. Jawa zest. <laughs> the problem, the, the thing is, this computer is just smart enough to ask penetrating questions when he tries to do things with it. So he's like. He's like, uh, draw two black lines up here and label it Jawa Preserve. You know what? That sounds mean. Let's just put Jawa. And she's like, have the have the Jawas legally acquired the the rights to that land, sir? And he's like, no, computer, that hasn't happened. Also, why are you asking? Why do you care? You haven't I mean, asked me any further questions. It's weird because normally you only get that from droids, but he's basically using the equivalent of a laptop yes. for this? Yeah, he has a little hollow projector that can talk to him about whether or not Jawas have acquired land. Yeah. It does not talk in any other situation, though. Oh, no. It's never like, hey, dude, did you want to get that map? <laughs> yeah, it, it seems like it was supposed to be a conversation that was just happening in his head. Like, oh, let's just draw this up around here and call it Jawa. The Jawas haven't purchased that land yet, but I'm just thinking theoretically. And then they were like, no, that doesn't make any sense. Let's have the computer be the second person in this conversation. Once, and then never again. Well, yeah, because the whole point is he's, like, trying to do the maps, but the only way to make the map official would be to have it be that the Jawas officially have that land. Yes. So he's like, all right, if I'm going to draw that on the map, I'm going to have to get these Jawas to go to town. (laughs) Let me tell you, inside that fortress, the Jawas are always going to town. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) They scavenge themselves a disco light and a vape machine, and they just go to town. Woo! (laughs) Say the Jawas. But anyway, he basically has to draw a, a, a line that's like, this is Jawa country. And then he gets scared of having done so, erases it, thinks for a bit, and then it's like, computer, open up the program, put the line back in there, and then print that to a hollow recorder that I can take with me somewhere. Yeah. And he also, you know, had sand people territory on there because he's yeah. like, yeah, I mean, I assume they're out that way. That's the way they came when they started kicking my evaporator. Yeah, and then he drew a big old circle off in the distance, and he was like, probable Zerg base. (laughs) (laughs) You just hear there be dragons. (laughs) Okay, computer, now add a whole bunch of gray all over everything and label it Fog of War. And now play OK Computer. (laughs) Uh, Unloading. Yeah, yeah, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Now playing 15 hours of maps <laughs> no, damn it no 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 <laughs> too late it's got that trilly guitar note from the beginning of that song 
Yeah. Oh, no, stop. In no. The fifteen hour version that goes on for an hour. It's just that. That. That's it's all just it is. That for an hour. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, also, uh, what's her name? Karen O or whatever, just saying, meh, that just goes on for 15, 20 minutes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Each each time <laughs> she says maps, it's just 15 minutes of <laughs> This song sounds awesome, John. Oh, I love it. I'm into it. Hey, someone put this on YouTube. Give me that 10-hour mix of maps on YouTube. <laughs> Anyway, uh, he takes his little printable map, and he goes to visit his good friends, the Jawas. Yep. And he, of course, being the only guy who's sort of out here, Mm -hmm. and a friendly sort, knows the Jawas. He can speak Jawa, basically. Yeah, Jawanese, I think they call it. Yeah, he speaks Jawadal. He speaks Joanna Man. (laughs) Yep, that's exactly it. That's the old joke. Hey, that was the joke for the episode. That was the title. That was it. We did it. We gotta reuse the joke, John. There's more funny in there. We gotta use every part of the joke. Add that joke to a pot, boil it up, baby. You got a joke stew going. Ah, joke stew. (laughs) That's gonna be my new improv group. Welcome to Jokes 2. Does anyone have a suggestion from the audience? Did you know? I don't know why this popped into my head. It popped into my head because of the planet Stu John, which we talked about a long time ago. Yes. Uh, that that was just George Lucas randomly coming up with a dumb name. Yeah, for John Stewart. Yeah. Did you know that he did that more than once? Yeah. And that there's a character named Admiral or, or uh, General something or other. He's the guy who gets force choked by, by Vader. Yeah. I think his name's like uh, Veers or uh, something like that. When he was on Conan, they asked what that character's first name was, and so now that character's name is Conan Antonio Veers. <laughs> Great. And it's canon. These things keep happening. Also, it's not Veers. Veers not was Veers. the Veers. guy who was he's I the, did the thing about. He's a tank commander, yeah. yeah. I forget the guy's actual name. Uh, Demot or something like that. Whatever. Yeah, uh, Demato. It's, it's probably Jensen. Big swinging Demato. <laughs> it's big swinging Diamato. That's right. I'm still pronouncing it as if the D is a whole separate thing. That's what the apostrophe's for. That's what apostrophes do. <laughs> <sighs> okay. So he goes out and meets them, and they have never seen a map before. No, they don't know what maps is. How have and- they not scavenged one? Well, I mean... <sighs> Who's running around with a map, exactly? Their whole technology system is based on those big sand crawler things that they scavenged from a mining company. Yeah. And you're telling me the mining company didn't draw some maps up while they were riding around in their big mine machines? No, probably not. <laughs> I think I think they did. I think not, sir. I think indeed, sir. <laughs> I think they probably flushed that from the memory so they could put more copies of the yeah yeah yes maps oh right yes of course that was a big thing in the galaxy at the time that was real big when those (laughs) sand crawlers showed up when people get tired of jizz that's when they're ready for the yeah yeah yes (laughs) yeah once the jizz ends people are always saying yeah 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 (laughs) not me buddy when you're tired of jizz you're tired of life that's what i always say (laughs) good so he basically goes out to meet the Jawas, and he shows them this map thing, and he's like, look at that, that's where your land would be, and also, here's some water I brought you. Yeah, the Jawas are, you know, like, scared of it at first, but mm-hmm. Wematika's like, I'm not going to run away from your weird map projector, because I have a thing of water, and I don't want to let go of it. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's hanging around with his one liter of water. Uh, and eventually, he says, all right, well, would you let us take this map thing inside and talk about it? Come on, I will explain to you maps and they get it very quickly they're like 
ooh, I know what that canyon is. I know what that is. Yeah, and then basically he's like, look, what do you say to agreeing to this deal with me? And they're like, all right, but you also have to add this one canyon that's like north of here that we like. Yeah, we want that to be in our territory as well. Yeah, okay, and, great. And he's like, all right, wonderful. That's awesome. Look, uh, what, uh, we're, what we're planning on doing is we're going to go down to the Empire. We're going to say, hey. This is my territory, and then we'll make it official. Yeah, and that's going to be super easy because the Empire, of course, is very easy to negotiate with. Oh, yeah. Well, considering that they hate maps and despise everything that I'm doing, I'm sure if I show up with a map that I have made and say, this is Jawa land, then obviously the Empire will be like, Oh, you got us. You, you done. You done fucked us up. We ah, can't shoot. do anything about that. That's that's official. It's drawn on a, on a hologram. Damn. You... You got us. You got us good. We we can't fight this. There's no fighting maps, like it's, they say. It's, actually, it's a lot less surprising that they didn't just immediately find the uh, the escape pod and pick up R2D2 and C3PO like right away because they don't have maps or use maps. <laughs> the Empire feels a lot stupider now after having read this chapter. Yep. Anyway, uh, they landed on the planet. Okay, but where? I don't know. What planet is this anyway? It's not in our star charts because we don't have star charts. Oh, we have star charts. We don't have maps. Isn't star charts maps? Star charts aren't maps. They're star charts. They're charts. <laughs> so he, all he had to do was be like, hey, can I draw a land chart uh, that shows that this is where Jawas live? I want a land chart. And they're like, land charts are just maps. <laughs> <laughs> That's different. <laughs> That's a different thing. Look, a map is a is just a plane, mm-hmm. whereas a chart is fully three-dimensional. <laughs> Now, if you draw a land chart to the stars, which shows where all the famous people on Tatooine live, (laughs) then that, of course, becomes a star chart, and it's acceptable. Then that, of course, is what probably someone in the cantina is selling the land chart to the stars. (laughs) The only thing thing on it is Jabba's palace and Mos Eisley Cantina. It's Jabba and Lady Valerian's houses and nothing else. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Oh, and then the tree that eats people in Momon Adon's house. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> come see the famous tree that eats people death tree is what we call the movie <laughs> we, about it we called it that <laughs> anyway so uh after he he figures out that the Jawas are on board he does ask wimatika to teach him a greeting for the sand people how do i say hi to sand people he basically wants to know yeah and they're like uh the greeting is gurg brack trigger yeah it was like vorch gosk patat or something yeah it's helga pataki <laughs> Hey, Arnold. (laughs) Yeah, you have to yell that. You raise your fist and say, hey, Arnold. And then, of course, you will know that they will not attack you if they respond with their traditional response. Move it, football head. (laughs) Yeah, that's the normal call and response for the sand people. (laughs) So, you started it. I know. (laughs) So, the, the greeting apparently means like, Hey, have a good time. I'm leaving. Yeah, it's, it says uh, it's many blessings and a fond farewell or something like that. And he's like, no, I don't want to learn how to say goodbye. I want to learn how to say hello. And they're like, they don't have a hello because they are always leaving each other. They're moving so often that their greeting is just goodbye. And he's like, ooh, that's deep. That's such a deep thought. Ooh, ooh, these these sand people are very interesting. I'm going to make an internet meme about that against the backdrop of palm trees. <laughs> Man, when you said I'm going to make an internet meme about that, I immediately thought the Virgin Jawa and the Chad Sand Person. <laughs> it's different than where I went. I know. I, I would have figured a Jawa and a Sand Person arguing in the motorcycle office, and then one of them throws a chair. <laughs> <laughs> also acceptable. <laughs> I'll take it. Utini <laughs> 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 just throws a chair. Utini. <laughs> 
Uh, uh, Bickies bring me no joy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so. So, that's when he goes to see his friend Ivid. Yeah, his friend Ivid and Ivid's new upcoming wife, Ariella, not Amelia. <laughs> yeah. And he I guess tell- it could be Aurelia. <laughs> Aurelia. Yeah. It's Aurelia. <laughs> it's a fake Leah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we've been having a day. We've been having a real day. There's... This fucking chapter is real boring, so we <laughs> gotta we gotta make our own fun. The chapter is super super boring. So uh, it turns out that that uh, we, these folks are like you're crazy, and we don't even want you giving water to sand people. Says well, Ivid. Aurelia's down with it. Yeah, she's like, no, that's great. You should probably do that as yeah. soon as you have actual distinct territory. Maybe sand people will quit fucking with our shit. Yeah, and the, and he's Ivid's like, no, don't give the sand people any water. How long do you think it's going to be before they start showing up at my house expecting that I will give them water? Haven't you read the book, If You Give a Tuscan Raider a Water? <laughs> so, but they're still, you know, good friends, and they're going to support each other. Yeah. Uh, but for the moment, Ivid has started his rift with uh, with our good friend Eric. Yes. He's like, I don't really appreciate what you're doing, and I don't stand for it, but I will not report you at this moment. However, you are invited to my wedding. Yeah, oh yeah. And please, also, says Ariella, please invite the Jawas to the wedding. Yeah, bring them Jawas. Yeah, we want to see some Jawa ass at that wedding. Yeah, I want them Jawas to shake it. <laughs> How much would you like to watch a bunch of Jawas dance at a wedding? I mean, kind of a lot. Some Jawa fly girls would be great. Yeah, maybe one Jawa is like, throwing flower petals as they walk down the aisle. <laughs> Maybe. Another one walks by with a ring and then steals it before it reaches the end of the aisle. Ah. <laughs> he says, disappearing into the distance. He said. <laughs> uh, but anyway, uh, before he can go back and convey his invitation to the Jawas, he still has to go out and try and dre- greet the Sand People, which is its own whole thing. Yeah, and so, they they seem weird about it. Yeah, so he's like, you know, Vorch, Gorch, Blorch, Gatorch, or whatever it is. Glada, Barado, Nictu. Yeah. Uh, he says probably something that's a threat in Klingon. <laughs> Kapla! <laughs> Blood wine! Gah! <laughs> I want you to kill me, Worf. <laughs> Klingon opera. Yep, that's it. <laughs> Batleth. Everyone's constantly talking about Klingon opera. No one ever mentions any other species opera. No one's ever talking about Klingon jazz. <laughs> it's called jizz, by the way. <laughs> we use the galactic standard. <laughs> Uh, Have you heard Klingon jizz? It's fizzy. (laughs) It's got a real nice pop to it. (laughs) So, yeah, he goes out and tries to do the greeting. He brings Ivid with him. Yes, yeah, Ivid's there just to watch. And he tries it. He puts one arm up and he says, like, or whatever. And after a couple of minutes, one of the sand people repeats the gesture and then that's all they do. Yeah, and then he hears it all around him. It's like, oh, we're surrounded by these people. Oh, that's right. Yeah, we're completely surrounded. The ones who come out and get the water are just like the deke, are, are just uh, doing the it. Well, while we are completely surrounded by guards who are there to make sure that we don't try anything funny. Yeah, which freaks Ivid right out. Oh yeah, he's like, oh, you dumb motherfucker, <laughs> you piece of shit. You've got us both killed. But nothing happens. But at this point, Ivid's not on board really anymore. He he really <laughs> beads, <laughs> beads. So, uh, Ivan's not on board. Ivan is not on board. So, we go back out to the Jawas, uh, and he get, they invite the Jawas to the wedding. I'm sorry, j- at this point it's just uh, Eric goes out and invites the Jawas to the wedding, and there's a long discussion about what Jawas should bring to the wedding. Yeah, they're like, I don't know, that's, uh, that's like a real big honor for us. We'll, we'll need to bring them, I don't know, rock salt or... Salt? They want salt, right? Salt. 
Salt? You know, we're on Tatooine. They probably want salt. They probably want some uh, some cloth. We don't have any cloth, but we could give them some water. We're almost out of water. How about salt? How about a droid? A real uh, uh, small, dumb, shitty droid. We'll bring them a droid. Droids are valuable, though. Maybe not. How about salt? <laughs> they have this long conversation, and the whole time Eric's just like, no, just offer to teach them to speak Jawanese. That just, would be- like, give them a few lessons. That would be actually really useful to them, and they would consider it a big honor. And they're like, nah, though, because salt. Yeah, but in our society, it's, you know, goods. No one gives a shit about language. Yeah, that's not important. <laughs> so, I guess we can jump ahead to the day of the wedding. Yeah, I suppose so. This the day there, of the I daughter's mean, beforehand, wedding. Beforehand, there was a meeting with some of the other farmers where he ah, talked yeah, yeah. about his plan for the maps and... Most of them were like, eh, fuck you, but a few were like, eh, it sounds all right. Yeah, a couple of them were on board, most of them weren't. At that one, Ivid finally threatened to reveal him to the the, uh, the Empire, and Ariella was like, don't worry, I'll take care of him, I won't let him report you. He's he's just a grumpy Gus. Also, somewhere around here, Wimatika has explained that it's not a good time to go trying to make friends with the Sand People, because there's a big crop of adolescent ones at the moment. Yeah, and, and the whole adolescent thing is, in order to prove that you are an adult, you got to go fuck some shit up. You know what I heard, John? I heard that if you're driving alone late at night and a car flashes its high beams at you when you're in the Tatooine desert, yeah, you can't respond to that because it's Tatooine adolescents, sand people, driving around looking for people to murder. Oh, yeah. Well, it's, it's if you see someone with their lights off and you flash your high beams at them to be like, hey, you need to turn your lights on. That's They're not looking the, to kill you. That's not the story I heard. I think you might be thinking about Tatooine Mothman. <laughs> Tatooine Mothman. You know that story about the Tatooine Mothman where uh, if you leave a light out, then the Mothman shows up and he's like, Hello, I'm the Mothman. Can I fix your shoes? That's it, right? (laughs) That's the one. The Mothman of Tatooine. All you have to do is leave a light on and a bowl of beer at the doorstep. Well, no, the bowl of beer is for the sock goblins. (laughs) The Tatooine sock goblins. Ah, yes. They they live under the dirt, and then they show up for beer. (laughs) You know, originally, in the early scripts of Star Wars A New Hope, Sock Goblin was just the name for Jawas. (laughs) And they they had to change it at a certain point. Lucas was like, and that's when the desert Sock Goblins appear. (laughs) They they want to sell a droid to Uncle Owen. (laughs) They're like, do you want this droid? Or these socks? (laughs) (laughs) And eventually, he was shot down on that, because the the, uh, line reads from Uncle Owen were not good when he kept saying, like, I don't trust you Sock Goblins. (laughs) It just sounded racist, apparently. Yeah, well, I mean, it's weird, because they did still go as sand people. (laughs) Oh, I mean, well, you know, originally their name was Sand (laughs) Precons. Yes, the Sand (laughs) Precons. The Ampersands. The Ampersand Precons. All right. Uh, so we learn that it's not a good time to be going to try to make friends with the Sand People, because their, their adolescents need to fuck shit up to prove that they are men. Yeah, you have to go out and... Get in a big battle. Or you got to prove some, yourself you're a badass. You got to count some coup or collect some feathers or whatever it is. Yep. Yep. So, uh, all right. We go to the wedding. The Jawas are there at the wedding, and they've brought all the gifts. Yeah, they brought some salt, a little bit of cloth, some water. A little robot. A little tiny fucking robot that's like the size of a Mr. Coffee. But it speaks the binary language of moisture evaporators, which is said in full for, for, uh, for our enjoyment. Yes. Mm-hmm. Which is good, because I guess then you can attach a tiny handheld droid to your evaporator and it'll be like beepity boop i mean you apparently the farmers can't talk to their robot their their evaporators themselves that's why we needed a c-3po so bad it's so weird that you wouldn't have like a display readout on your fucking evaporator the ui on those evaporators must be atrocious the the technology 
advancement in the Star Wars universe makes very little sense. It's so like, well, we made this thing, and we don't know how to tell what's going on with it, so we made an entire other robot to talk to it instead of installing a display screen or a speaker. And then we made that robot prissy and sarcastic for fun. We we gave those robots actual intelligence instead of just making a translator. Or just making the Vaporator intelligent. Yep. Hey, Vaporator. Hello. Hi, I love standing out in the desert. That's <laughs> what I do. Thanks for noticing me. I've got uh, water for you. <laughs> you want to open me up and get that hot, wet water? Reach into me and get some of my moisture. Come on, I'm so wet for you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's probably why they didn't give him voices right there. <laughs> yeah, so that's they don't probably... call you at night in the middle of the night. Hey there, I'm wet for you. Hey, you up? <laughs> <laughs> we got to uninstall these things' languages. Ooh, ooh, no, I cannot give my evaporator my number. <laughs> uh, new moisture farmer, who dis? <laughs> Anyway, C-3PO speaks it. When he finally sees Evaporator, he's like, this is Unix. I know this. <laughs> <laughs> they are Unix. I know that. <laughs> so uh, the Jawas show up to the wedding, and they bring with them many fine gifts, including a tiny robot that's so gleamingly polished that it's blinding to look at in the hot Tatooine sun. And uh, Eric is like, hey, my little Jawa friends, you want to try some punch? And they're Have like, the fuck sp- is that? It's called spice juice. You want some spiced juice? And they're like, what? What? It's like, it's like water, if water had flavor. <laughs> if water was better. It's like better water, he says, offering them some water with electrolytes. <laughs> it's it's what Jawas crave. <laughs> and it, it takes the Jawas a long time to understand that he is offering them a gift of water. Yeah, because Weimatika sits there with a the cup and he's like, looking at it, mm-hmm. considering it. And he looks up and he's like... How much? How much is this? Is how, there is, how much the drink? Is there blood in this? It's red. Why is there blood in this? Why why red? Yeah. Also, apparently that means Jawa bleed red. Yeah, that we we now know that Jawas bleed red. Yeah. The color well, of the Tatooine flag. We we know that Jawas bleed red, white, and blue. <laughs> There's three subspecies of Jawa, you see. They're proud to be a Tatooinean, because at least they know they're hot. <laughs> so so the Jawas are finally get the, through the concept that the food at the wedding is free, that it's all a gift being provided by the couple being married to their guests. Oh, yeah. And so he spends 15 minutes serving free juice to these Jawas, who were just like, oh, my God, this is free water? All right, back it up, back it up. Bring Every, it in. Everybody get in line. Uh, free water. There's an idiot over here. Some dumbass is giving stuff away. Let's do it. This only happens once every couple hundred years in Java culture. Someone loses their mind and gives away water. <laughs> you know the drill, everyone. Everybody gets an equal part. <laughs> so uh, so he gives free water to the Jawas for a long time. The wedding is all very nice and about to happen when all of a sudden it's revealed that it won't happen because, ta- because Tusken Raiders have kidnapped Ariella. Yeah, they come in and they start shooting up the place and beating people with their gaffy sticks. and Yeah, they, they just wreck up the place real good with their gaffy sticks, which are just sticks. Yeah, well, I mean, gaffy sticks are sticks that have, like, little blades on them. They have a, like a blade, and there's, like, a curve on one end of them. It's just like a pipe. Yeah, I mean, it's basically like the uh, the Tatooine version of a board with nails in it. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's that's pretty much what a gaffy stick is. I need one is. of your hyper-technology, super-advanced uh, pipes. <laughs> Oh, I got a hyper-advanced pipe for you, and I'm going to lay it down in that evaporator. (laughs) Wow, in the future, things have gotten a lot smaller. (laughs) 
Uh, micronization. All right, so moving forward. Uh, unfortunately, everyone at the wedding, of course, blames Eric for this because he, they're like, you dumb idiot. You have let them know that they can come in here with impunity. And so they did, and they have fucked everything up. And now we're going to report you to the Empire. And he's like, dude, give me like a day, mm-hmm. and I'm going to go save her because mm-hmm. I I can talk to them. I'll yeah. take Weematika with me to translate. <laughs> Weematika's like, the fuck? The, the hell you say? <laughs> Hey, 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 I was on your side when you were crazy in a way where you handed out water. <laughs> I am not on your side when you are crazy in a way that is, I'm going to go talk to sand people. This is an entirely different kind of crazy. <laughs> He's like, up oh, too late. Here we go. This is why you don't date or negotiate with crazy. <laughs> you never stick your dick in crazy or sign a contract with it. <laughs> so, so, so we go. We go to find sand people and talk to them. And sure enough, they're all clustered around for some reason. Uh, enough of them are near that one evaporator where Eric gives away free water. Yeah, and he's got some water down. He picked up some water from some of his other things. He's like, look, I'm hoping I can give him some cloth from my house, some of this water, and like trade for her. Yeah, and he's like, here's my plan. I'm going to convince these adolescent Tuscans that what would be better than kidnapping a female human would be bargaining with humans and drawing a map. Like, oh, they'll they'll get territory out of it and all of these gifts, and that will prove that they are men. That'll work for them, who I assume they think that this territory is their territory already. They're going to love it when we point out that no, it isn't, and their territory is inside this box. So don't worry, let's have this conversation. <laughs> We're going to tell this nomadic tribe of people that go wherever they want that actually the only place they can go is within these boundaries. Mm-hmm. Ah, you wonderful little sand people. Let's explain to you the benefits of North Dakota. <laughs> yep. So, but instead, that the character doing that is the hero of the story. Yes. So Eric Johnson talks to a couple of the, the or through Wimatika, he talks to a couple of the Tuscans. Uh, he manages to get them to at least consider the offer of some water and some cloth and stuff in exchange they, for the human. They do send Ariella out yeah. to them. Mm-hmm. They send Ariella, and Ariella's all hugging on Eric and so on. You can already tell that she's about to switch teams. Well, I mean... I did not understand why she was with Ivid in the first place because their personalities are completely diametrically mm-hmm. opposed. Like, Ivid seems like a crotchety, old, angry farmer man, and she's like, Hi, I'm happy and I love everything. This is my husband. I'm in love. I don't understand how they met. Like, she's from Tats. She's from. It really sounded like it was a fucking mail order bride situation. Yeah, except, why would mail order brides come from a way better p- uh, place to a way worse one? Uh, I have no idea. That's the whole point of mail order brides is you're you're supposed to be it's a way for women to escape third world countries and then also gross husbands. Yeah, that's 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 the plan of the whole thing. It's a big old scam. If you're like, all right, Alderaan, beautiful rich planet full of rich people and water. Yeah, let's but it's, sell our wives. But it's also a very like feudal monarchy type planet. Mm-hmm. So it could be that they were like, we can't afford a dowry for this, but someone is willing to pay us for the daughter. So fuck it, we'll gain something out of this. That could definitely be true. Also, she might have just read the script. <laughs> she might have just shown up and been like, yeah, I'm here to read for the part. <laughs> she was just like, no, I mean like she read the Star Wars script and she was like, oh, okay. Fortune say I should not stay on Alderaan. Let's go ahead. <laughs> oh man, it's real sad when they were like, oh, and we got Ariella back and you know, her her folks were here for the wedding, but they're safely on their way back to Alderaan now. Nothing to worry about there. <laughs> uh, good job. Hey, maybe it's a long flight to Alderaan and they don't arrive. Maybe. It could still be that they're flying on their way there when all of a sudden Alderaan pops. Except, no. 
because they get sent off and I yeah, this it's the, before we even get the fight scene. That is true. That's very true. But they were in a slow ship. The whole point of the Falcon is that the Falcon is crazy fast. Oh yeah. Need it, I remind you of how fast it completed the Kessel run? <laughs> it's so fast. It does hyperspace faster than normal hyperspace. Yeah, it does. It's really fast. So anyway, they managed to accomplish the trade where they they trade with these uh these uh, Tuscan Raiders for Ariella, and also the Tuscans are now willing to consider this whole map project. But before he can really pitch maps to them, mm-hmm. the Empire shows up and just starts shooting the fuck out of everyone. Yep, they just shoot all these fucking sand people and a couple of other things just for fun. Uh, they try to arrest Wimitika and Eric, but basically let them go with a warning. Uh, they're like, hey, we'll give that Jawa a ride home, sir. And he's like, oh, no, no, that's okay. No, I I'm it. definitely doing that. I'm not going to let a Jawa get in a car alone with a bunch of stormtroopers. Yeah. So he drives Wimatika home, and that relationship is over. Oh, yeah. Wimatika gets out, and he's like, uh, middle fingers, peace, I'm out. Lose my number and keep my name out your mouth, he <laughs> says, running into his fortress. He's like, yo, if I hear you talking about maps again, you're going to catch these hands. <laughs> Ooh, teeny. <laughs> Cash me under the double sons of Tatooine. How about that? <laughs> uh, but uh, Ivan died in the uh, the original attack on the wedding. So Ooh, leaving his fiance free for grabs. Oh yeah, which is basically the the thing that the book more or less tells us at this point. Oh yeah, he's like, oh I know, I'll combine my farm with Ivan's farm, and that'll that'll keep Ariella afloat, mm-hmm. and uh, maybe I'll move in there. Maybe I'll. Maybe I'll see her naked. Maybe I'll horn in on that action. Oh, also the two of them have a fun conversation about how nice Alderaan is. Oh, there's water everywhere. and You can go swimming in it. You can run the shower all day if you want. No yeah. one cares. No one gives a fuck. There's water for days. And he's like, again, please remind me why you left. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hate Alderaan. Okay, but why? I hate water. I don't know. <laughs> I just decided fuck that place. Taz hate water. That's why. That is and why. I, and I'm part of a religion that does anything the Tasmanian devil does. <laughs> That's right. Now, if you'll excuse me, I need to go spin and grumble for an hour. <laughs> People will get real confused when I tell them I'm part of a religion that worships the devil, but then I have to really clarify that it's the Tasmanian devil. Then I have to explain the concept of Tasmania, a land that's always yellow in rain or shine. <laughs> <laughs> Down in Tasmania. Come to Tasmania. <laughs> Uh, all right, so at this point, he's mad at the Empire because the Empire won't let him draw maps or be friends with Jawas or Sand People. He basically laments that the Empire has forced him to join the Rebellion. And then he goes to our famous cantina, the Moss Eisley Cantina. Yeah, and he, he's like, oh, look, it's Luke. It's, uh, oh, it's Owen and Beru's kid. Oh, and we also find out that Owen and Beru weren't at the wedding, although people were expecting them to be. Dun, oh, yeah. dun, dun. He's like, oh, I wonder what's going on with them. Maybe I can join in on uh, Owen and Beru's farm. Maybe I get in on that action. Beru seems like the sharing type. <laughs> they seem like swingers. <laughs> uh, put, <laughs> put your keys in the blue milk punch bowl. <laughs> oh, man, the life of moisture farmers. But yeah, just going whole... around farming other farmers' moisture. Hey, the entire end of this chapter is just him going. You know, I've got to become a, a, a rebel now because a rebel f- threw, flew through his window, and he's like, "The Empire is a cowardly and superstitious lot. <laughs> I must become rebel mad." <laughs> but no, he's just sitting there in the cantina, nursing a drink, and being like, "Stupid Empire! I'm going to join the rebellion, show them, and then I'll come back here and I will draw those maps." I think. 
I think I would like to draw those maps of peace after all. <laughs> yeah. Like, for some reason, he goes, oh, yeah, you know, if uh, the rebels were in charge, they'd like my maps. <laughs> they'd think my hat is cool and not stupid. Just say it out loud. Everyone else in the bar is a secret rebel. I know. And he, the whole thing, he's like, I don't even know how to get in contact with them. Oh, but I will. I will f- I'll figure it out. I'll figure that I'll out. I'll start somehow. my own rebellion. <laughs> with Blackjack and Saw Gerrera. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, so there you go. That's pretty much the whole chapter. There really, he doesn't even see the pop, the Amazon and Ponda Baba show that he mentions. No, he we just, end basically at Luke coming in. Yeah, he's like, oh, I know that kid. That's the kid of another moisture farmer, and he's with that old man from the desert that I also know. I know everything. The end. By the way, that Han Solo sure is handsome. <laughs> Break I, me off a piece of that. I wouldn't kick him out of bed. Look how athletic he is. <laughs> he's so tight. <laughs> High and tight. Ooh, a Wookiee. Look at that crazy Wookiee. I'm going to see if I can define which part of the bar belongs to that Wookiee. <laughs> hey, hey, Wookiee, come here. I want you to stay in this area of the bar. <laughs> this is your area. We'll call it the Wookiee Preserve. <laughs> <laughs> I got a special Wookiee table for you. <laughs> it's separate to the other tables. But equal. But equal. It's equal. I, I feel like mean because he's trying to make things nice for Jawas. He's like, let's make the land that they already have claimed their land and keep it that way. But the whole thing where he writes down Java Preserve really doesn't ring, even though he erases it right away. Oh, yeah. He's it's, like, wait a minute. That, hold on. Whoa. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. Glad I did that alone. <laughs> like I always do when I look at my maps. I'm glad I didn't tweet that one out. <laughs> Come into my room, close all the windows, get a towel out, and open up my secret map folder. <laughs> all right. Computer display all maps. <laughs> Uh, all right well there you go what'd you think of the chapter john uh yeah i mean like we were saying it is not a good ramp to the end of the book no i i i feel like this is a chapter that definitely should have been earlier Mm -hmm. because it it feels like it's setting up a lot of stuff like it's setting up where, like, the whole Sand People Jawa problem that was going on, where they had talked about, like, the Empire trying to start that fight, mm-hmm. and that showed up on a few chapters before. Uh, it's someone that isn't as weird or interesting from the cantina. You're like, what is this? A human. There's no picture of him in the book or anything, so we have no idea which random human in the cantina this is. Yeah, he's just a human in the cantina. Yeah. It feels like this should be one of the opener chapters. It it feels like the first chapter. It feels like the very first chapter. Oh, yeah. (laughs) It's true. (laughs) So, uh... Anyway, that's that's where we go out on the second to last chapter of the book. That leaves us with just one more chapter to really talk about in this thing. Yeah, the, the big old werewolf. Yeah, the wolfman's tale. And it's not just the wolfman. He's in love with that worm thing on the other side of the table from him. The lamproid. The lamproid. Exactly. Her name is Dice. Dice. Dice? You think it's, D- it's a sloppy Italian sea? A Dice. She comes from a sloppy Italian sea. <laughs> hey! Keeping that sloppy Italian sea. They're swimming around out there, those lamproids. God damn. <laughs> so that'll be the tale of Dyson Lack Sivrak, uh, the, the worm and the werewolf who fall in love. Sweet. Look forward for that. Coming yeah. next week. Yeah, we're coming right at you with some more of that. That'll be the last chapter of this book, which means we're winding down and we're about to select our very next book. Yes, indeed. We're going to do this one last chapter. And then, as always, we're going to have our retrospective on the book we just read. Which allows for audience questions, so feel free to send those on in if you want. Yep, anything you want to know about the Moss Eisley Cantina and the denizens therein. Yeah, or I guess the previous two books, if you had big questions about Shizor and 
Waru and whatever that you yeah. just had to know from us. And you, you didn't about, get him in last time. Anything about Ferrario that you failed to learn in the first round. <laughs> yeah. So uh, Or the Faline. Look, I, you don't need to ask us questions about the Faline. You know everything you need to know. They're reptilian, which is colder and better. Yeah, they're more calculating. And more calculating, yeah. Uh, so And then the Ferrario have uh, nictating internal eyelid blinkers. And uh, and three colors, <laughs> three colors hair. Internal eyelid blinkers. Uh huh. Yeah, and they leave them on when they turn left. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, that's how I can tell you're a Ferrario. Because <laughs> I got three colors of hair. Yeah, regular gray, and oh my god, that's so gray. How old are you? <laughs> how did you get this old this fast? Were you the president? <laughs> <laughs> well, the past eight years have been pretty rough. Okay, so. Uh, what we're going to be doing at that point, that, that episode will also feature us announcing the next book. Yes. So you'll get to know what our next book is once we do that next week. Mm-hmm. And uh, you'll also get to uh, hear all about how much we loved this book in totillum. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Did it hang together? Did it hang? Did it hang low? Did it hang dong? Did it wobble to and fro? <laughs> Did it wobble dong and fro? <laughs> Can you tie it in a knot? Can, Can you, you tie, tie it? it in a bow? <laughs> I'm done here. Uh, <laughs> well, so that's going to be coming up real soon. Otherwise, uh, as always, this has been the Expounded Universe podcast. We're just about to start recording the bonus content for the very same. Uh, every single week, we go on to Wikipedia and find something stupid to come back and tell each other and you all about. Oh, yeah, I've got plenty of information uh, coming at you if you yeah. are one of our $2 or more donors. Yeah, for a mere $2 per about every two weeks, basically. every So it's barely 4 bucks a month. Yeah. For about 4 bucks a month, you can get all the bonus content. That is six bonus episodes a month. How is that a bad deal? G-Bus. It's so much good stuff. It's too much good stuff. It's it's too much good stuff. I don't really want to quote AMPM slogans, because now I'm picturing that gross food trash homeless monster that they're using as a oh, slogan. Oh, yeah. That uh, the reggae trash monster that is the AMPM mascot. <laughs> How did that get through? <laughs> I love that that is the mascot. It makes me real happy. He's got like a beard of hot dogs. I don't want to know what's going on with him. He looks like a raw doll book came to life. <laughs> I don't want to eat anything from a place where a raw doll book was. I'm either worried that I'm going to have to eat all of it like that cake in Matilda, or it's going to make me grossly explode like every other food he's ever invented. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. Anyway... <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. That Patreon where you can support us is patreon.com slash systemmastery. Otherwise, you can find us as System Mastery on Facebook, Gmail, Reddit, Twitter, all those fun places. And uh, our website is systemmasterypodcast.com. Indeed. Find us. Talk to us. Love us. Be with us. Just be us in general. (laughs) Get on our Discord. Buy us dogs. Buy my book. (laughs) Yes, and buy our book. (laughs) <laughs> I have a lot of books. I didn't write any of them, but I do own them, and I'm selling them to you. Yeah, I've got so many books about ghosts, you guys. <laughs> and I'm not selling any of them. Get your hands off my ghost books. <laughs> you need to read them and eat marshmallows. I know. All right, folks. Uh, I think that's just about enough. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time, I've been Elan Slees Bagano, and these have been my death sticks, and don't you touch my death sticks. Sir's death stick. 